a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 28. This is series six, where I'm talking to retired athletes to find out what it was like to be on the road for all those years being an elite athlete. I was on the road for 20 years, so I now have a lot of stories, and I have a lot of friends that have some stories too. So let me introduce episodes 58 guests that we will be dropping in with. Now, something special about this guest, she happens to be my twin, not like literally, but we have the same birthday, the same year. We both placed sixth at the Olympics. Hers happened to be um, in Beijing 2008 uh, at her Olympic debut in 200-meter breaststroke. She took home six plates, which I think is really respectable. She's an amazing human. And at those games, she raced three times for Team Canada in the 100-meter, 200-meter breaststroke, as well as the 4-by-100-meter medley relay. That's a mouthful. (laughs) That's not all that she has done. March 14th, 2009, at the University of Toronto pool, Pierce broke her first world short course record in the 200-meter breaststroke. Now, she posted a time of 217.5. But she's also broken three other world records that she just reminded me of. In the full full length and the short length, she's a phenomenon, this woman. She won the Canadian InterVersity Sport Female Athlete of the Year in 2008 to 2009. She won a bronze medal in the 200-meter breaststroke at the 2010 Pan Pacific Championship. She's won a world championship silver medal. What hasn't she done? Then 2010 hit, and it was a little bit of ups and downs for her, catching dengue fever while competing at the 2010 Commonwealth Games in Delhi. She respectfully finished fifth in both the 100-meter and 200-meter breaststroke events, and she also took home, mind you, she had dengue fever, took home the bronze in the 4x100-meter medley relay. She has a degree in psychology and is currently an elementary school teacher in Ontario. She is married to another Olympian, bronze medalist, paddler Mark Aldershaw, and they both have two beautiful girls together. This friend, mother, daughter, sister, wife, teacher, world record breaker, world championship medalist, and Olympia knows what it's like to be on the road. Let me introduce Anna Mae Pierce Aldershaw. Girlfriend, you've done so much. (laughs) Hi, twin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm better to see you and hear your voice. Oh, my goodness. And also, twinnies, like, I'm pretty sure I've woken you up the past three years on your podcast. I don't don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. The fact that we – I have a lot of friends that are on the 5th of December, but not that are in the same year, which Mm -hmm. I love. I love. Okay. Are you ready to drop in? We start with 10 rapid fire questions that are never rapid that you have not seen or heard before. Born ready. Okay. Again, they're never rapid to my listeners. They know this. Number (laughs) one, what is the one thing you traveled with that was a must have for your sport? Must have that I traveled with? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, not so much for my, well, bathing suits. Bathing suits and goggles, lots of them. Uh, And then I always had to travel with my pillow. Oh, I used to travel with my pillow. Yeah, it was. The reason I traveled with my pillow is because way back when I was just like a little tot, 
um, I got Mark Tewsbury's book for Christmas one year from my okay. parents. Yeah. And reading that book like changed my life about wanting to be an Olympic athlete. And Mark always said that no matter where he went, he had to bring his own pillow. So obviously little Anna May reading this as a 10 year old, nine year, no, I was nine. Well, I better bring my pillow everywhere. So that's what I did. That's good. That's like a little inside scoop. I like it. Uh, Number two, who would be the most high profile contact in your phone right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like high profile. Human. It could be an athlete. Like a lot of people say Olympians and it's. Whoever I don't know. There's, there's lots of Olympians like, but then also like Ron McLean. Oh, that one's good. And um, I don't know. I like never clean out my phone. So there could I be something like way back like. We should compare phones well, because like I don't Ryan either. Lochte. I think he's probably like the biggest star who'd be in my phone maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, number three, top song or playlist that you are listening to lately? Uh, T-Swift. Like Classic. any of your new stuff. I mean, new recorded. Like the Taylor version. The Chicks. Um, going to them very soon, or I guess in the summer. Um, and then because I have two little kids, uh, Encanto soundtrack. Oh, every I know all the parents are listening to that. Yeah, yeah, that's not it's bad though. So good though, it's so good though. And then I was wanting, I don't know, is there something else? Um, those are probably top. Nice. Okay, well, number little U two. I've been list read. I've like re been listening to that. U two. Yeah. Oh, because it was forced to go onto your phone? No, not that stuff. Like the old stuff, the like really good stuff. (laughs) I know everyone was confused when that happened. Even I was. I was like, I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Number four, if you could go back to an Olympics, would you choose winter or summer? Because you've gone to the Youth Olympics and those were yeah. winter. I mean, cool. the kit for winter is amazing. <laughs> All the clothes that we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But the next Summer Olympics are in Paris. And that's like the dream. Yes. Should we just go together? Done. Okay, sold. <laughs> okay, number... Wait, did you choose? You chose summer. I think summer Paris. Paris. I'm going to go to Paris. Okay. Number five, if you were invisible, what is the first thing that you would do? Uh, rob a bank. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the first thing that always comes to my mind. And then other people have come up with like really nice ideas. (laughs) Do you know know how hard it is to buy a house these days? Like, (laughs) we're going to upgrade and like, you can't get anything. So, I mean, I'm playing the lottery, but the chances of that are like the chances of me winning the lotto is probably the same as me becoming invisible and robbing a bank. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love we are we are twins. This is this is awesome. Uh, now this could be a different one though. Number six, big city or small town? I used to be a big city. I mean, technically, I still kind of live in a big city because I live in Hamilton. Yeah. 
Um, but really, as long as I live close to water, mm. I'm okay. Okay. So really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, number seven, what would you say the biggest risk that you have taken is? Oh, gosh. Um, I've taken a lot of risks. Mm. Uh, like swimming wise, probably like buying into the program, like swimming with my coach where I was just like, all right, whatever this guy wants, I'm going to do. Okay. Um, that was a huge risk. Like really Testing your coach, like just with no sort of background, no idea of what it was going to be like and just going for it. Okay. That was pretty big. Um, <clears throat> I kind of, when I retired, like dropped everything and moved, uh, moved east to be with Mark. That's a pretty big one. That is big. You also have two children. (laughs) Well, I do now. That's a pretty big (laughs) risk. (laughs) Nice. Those are good. Those are good. Number eight, after you retired from swimming, did your view on the Olympics change at all? Um, yes and no. Um, I think one of the biggest changes I've had around the, well, I think over the last like two years, my view of the Olympics has changed a lot Okay. and just like that equity piece and kind of the corruption, more of the corruption that you see now. I mean, I think it was always there, but just being on the outside where yeah, you know what the inside's like and then seeing the outside, I think that's been a huge change. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still a massive Olympic fan. I know. Let the listeners know like what kind of – like how big of an Olympic fan you are because this actually was a surprise to me. This is where we are not similar because I was not an Olympic fan. It was not my dream to go to the Olympics. And oh you gosh. are like all in. You know everything about everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, It like since the age of seven, like the Olympics were my dream. And now I'm just such a fan and yeah, like knowing all the athletes, knowing about the sports, like really <laughs> wanting to be so part of it, like still wanting to be such a member of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Huge fan. Huge fan. If you have any Olympic questions, she has your answer. I will research that question, but anime will have it like, Most likely. like in her brain. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Number nine, what would you say is the best way to travel? Um, I mean, I've, I've gone on like a private jet once. So that was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, the best way to travel is traveling with friends and family. Yay. Yeah. That is true. Uh, number 10, the last question. What would you say are the top three places that you have traveled to? Oh, this is like impossible. Um, <laughs> Hot places, cold places. Uh, No, they're not all hot. I mean, there's so many places in Canada that I like absolutely adore. Um, So traveling around Canada, that's just going to be one. Okay. (laughs) That works. Canada. One of the biggest. There we go. Um, Going to Switzerland was pretty Mm. amazing. 
Yeah, so for the listeners that don't know, anime was chef de mission. I didn't actually put this in your bio. Anime was chef de mission at the last uh, Youth Olympics in 2020, which happened to be probably both of our last trips before the global pandemic hit. Before the world shut down. Literally, we were, <laughs> I was in the, would be in like our office and like listening to the COC staff being like, uh, so. <laughs> and like our security guy being like mm, we can't go to china oh this is like big this is bigger than anyone saying it is and then we were just like no 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 and then got home and the world shut down yeah so that was the thing um and switzerland was beautiful oh it was amazing yeah also like but the company and like the people we were with mm-hmm. um oh my gosh I, I i've always found this the hardest question oh. like thailand <laughs> i've i've been to thailand that was bananas. Amazing. Yeah. Um, That's three. I mean, you named three. Yeah. You, do, you don't have to keep going. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but I would love to hear more. Um, that was the rapid fire. I feel like we did that in record time. Congratulations. We li- I like records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's talk about you traveling with the Canadian National Swim Team. How did that work? Like, guys, girls, you always going somewhere hot. I feel like you guys always go to Hawaii or something like that. We What's were in Hawaii deal? a lot. Okay, give me the also, insights. <laughs> uh, yeah, we swimming. I mean, we never went to anywhere cold for, like, training camps because it was all about being able to train outside and just getting away from distractions. Not in a pool. And school. Oh, no, you were in a pool, but it was like an outdoor pool. I mean, pool. like, sorry, I just thought indoor pool. Why would you train yeah. in an outdoor pool? At when we went somewhere hot? Yeah. To get, like, nice sun and Is this a stupid air? question? But aren't all your races in inside? No. A lot no. of them are outside. In the summer, yeah. Okay, keep going. Obviously, I've watched all your races. No, I have not. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on the pool. It depends. Like the Olympics, the Olympics in Beijing were indoors, London indoors, Rio were like half, they had like a roof sort of thing, but it was like open walls. Okay. Um, Tokyo was indoors. I just assumed, so I'm not wrong. A lot of the Olympics are indoors. Yes. But then you're qualifying there's indoor, outdoor. Yeah. Okay. And then even like world champs like world champs in 2009 were outdoors um and are they all chlorine or are they salt too uh i think usually chlorine chlorine or like a bromide no uh no not always because the victoria pool is like a uv light thing oh yeah i remember okay when i was a tiny human i um was a member at the cricket club and we were going to a race somewhere and I dove in and I was like, open my mouth. I was like, what is this? I'd never been in a salt water pool and it was oh, a yeah. race. And I was it's, like, no, we never, I don't think we ever race in salt because <laughs> okay. it's more buoyant. Okay. And so would you travel with the guys and girls teams always yeah. together? Yeah. Okay. Because swimming was always, is always co-sport, co, yeah. co-ed. Yeah. So we, pretty much always had like sometimes we would have like a girls team like national trip or like okay. a relay trip or but usually it was always every like both genders who swam that makes it more fun sometimes oh yeah it was super did you fun. all get along 
Like, no. <laughs> is it like figure skating? Is it like this? Uh, for some people, like, yeah, I mean, there's, when you have a huge team, like swimming was so big, you've got lots of diff- very different personalities. Okay. And how many people would be on the team that you would be um, traveling with? Sometimes like 30. Oh, really? Yeah, like lots, like big. Oh, of course you wouldn't get along with everyone. We would travel with like four to six girls and then like four to six guys. <laughs> You're yeah. kind of forced to get along. Have way bigger teams than that. So yeah, wow. you know, it's a get along. Um, but you kind of like everybody had their group that they were with and got along with. Yeah. Yeah. Would you play like any games while you're on the road? We we played Settlers of Catan back then. Uh there were Settlers. Um, I remember in like bef- we went on to staging camp in Singapore before Beijing. Yeah. And we stayed at this sports school in Singapore and there was like nothing to do. And we played Call of Duty. A lot of Call like, of Duty. That's like a video game. Yeah. No. With the, did you have headpieces in? I think it was, I mean, it was still, it was like, what, 12, 14 years ago? Oh my God. Like, it was a long time ago. So we played that, which okay. was super fun. But it's like the only time I've ever played video games. I love that. I'm not a video game person. I think- we played cards. There was always like cards, like um, crib or hearts or something yeah. like that. Do you have any uh, any like crazy stories, like memories from being on the road with with everyone? Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> oh god, India was such a disaster. What happened? Oh, what happened in India? Everybody got sick because that's when you got dengue fever. Yes, but like everybody also got Delhi belly. So <laughs> I feel like that happens to me everywhere I go. Oh, no, this is like next level. What We're do you like, mean next level? Like passing out and like. Shitting shitting themselves. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing. Like and the doors, so like the the village where we stayed was not finished. Okay. And the doors were literally the hardest thing in the world to unlock. Oh. And so you'd be like running to your room trying to get in because you were about to shit yourself and you couldn't. Oh, oh no! I know you've 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 talked to Martha McKay before, and Martha would call it puking, where you'd be puking and pooping at the same time. Yeah, and the very famous line, "Oh my God!" Because you you just sort of had to laugh about it, and we would be in the ready room, and the two Nebraska girls, we always talked to each other. We were always really chatty. Well, pretty much all of us. We're like super chatty. And I remember sitting there <laughs> with um, Liesl Jones from Australia. And she's like, yeah, you just can't trust a fart these days. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Damn it. It was so true. Like, just disastrous. Deli, you're a write-off. But you still competed really well. Or raced really well. Oh, it, was, it, like, was terrible. How- it was terrible racing. Oh. Was everyone kind of on the same level though like did everyone yeah. every, like, like no, every country no, got sick yeah no one did very well oh so, oh yeah Delhi was a disaster Delhi. I mean India's, India's super cool and like I'd always wanted to go yeah I mean super unfortunate bad luck that happened to me oh, oh dear. But, and then where else like 
I mean, there was always, we, we'd go on training camps and I don't know. I mean, there's always like the party stories, like Beijing, literally we partied for like 10 days straight. Were you early? Yeah, I we mean, were done first week. Oh, and then it's just go time. Oh, it was a disaster. <laughs> like we would like, we'd get up in the morning, we would tour yeah. around Beijing. We would go shopping, etc. We would go see events. We would yeah. like come home, have a disco nap. <laughs> yeah. Go to Canada House, like pre-game at Canada House. And then we would go to the bar at midnight and get home yeah. at four. <laughs> yeah, and do it all over again. I know it's so it's so awesome I mean you train so hard that like when you're there you just have to indulge and enjoy the moment because it it's over so fast <laughs> oh it was so much fun but oh man I think we all went through a bit of withdrawal <laughs> after, now, so after Beijing did you have more races or are the Olympics like the end event for swimming they yeah they ended they were the end event um yeah, for us. And then we had some time off. Whereas like world championships in 2009 in Rome, we went straight from Rome to Leeds in England yeah. for another, for like British nationals, which was kind of weird. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know why we did it, but we had this like massive Canadian team, like probably like 80 Canadians. Okay. Going but to awesome. British nationals. In Leeds, of all places. <laughs> I always wanted to do British Nationals for snowboarding because my, my parents are both English, and yeah. I almost did change a couple times to that team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. I mean, okay, in Leeds. But it ended up being cool because I broke two world records there, so. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> that was a good race for you. That was, yeah, it was some pretty good racing. It is funny when you peak as an athlete. Like, sometimes you don't expect it. I don't know. Maybe you were expecting that. Oh, yeah. You were. Yeah. Yeah. In um, 2010, I peaked almost at, like at the Olympics and then also after the Olympics. Mm -hmm. It's it's such a wild ride. Oh, my gosh. Anywhere else. Okay. Like, you've just named so many places in the world that you've been. Where Where is somewhere that you, like, haven't been that you want to go? Paris. Oh, you haven't been to Paris, period? No. I know. I can't believe it's we're the, actually friends. <laughs> I know. It's the most shocking thing, especially with like how much I love fashion and Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, okay. I know. Okay. Well, Paris. I will tell you one thing about my journey to Paris. I've gone with my brother. I highly recommend the double decker bus tour wherever you go. I do it almost every time I go mm -hmm. anywhere. And then don't don't walk to the Eiffel Tower. My brother's like, oh, it's just over there. It's right over. It's super. It, we walked for like four hours to get to the Eiffel Tower. Never trust a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> but I will go to Paris with you any any second I will go. Yeah. Amazing. Wild. Any, um, any like other crazy stories about teammates and like – was there crazy rivalries where you didn't talk to people? Like, do you have to sleep in the same room as, as people that you didn't like? Not usually. Like, we got to pick our roommates pretty much. Oh, so, that's nice. That's nice. Like, I usually 
I mean, there was probably like more rivalry within my training group <laughs> than there was like, oh, with other people. Okay. I mean, but then I trained with like Martha McCabe and my sister Hannah and oh, Haley Johnson and Tara Van Bylen. So like we had this like insane breaststroke posse. So yeah. I mean, there was definite rivalries there where we would get like super pissed off at each other in practice. Right. So but that's like all part of it. <laughs> no, totally, totally. I, I try. That's one reason I left figure skating is because it was getting like too competitive between me and one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And then uh, turning to snowboarding, I was like more hung out with guys and just tried to push each other, which I, I really loved. Yeah. Every sport's different. That's why I love learning about it. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, How many times would you go to Hawaii in a year? Usually just once, but we'd be there, be there for a month or like a few weeks. Sometimes a couple of years we went twice. Okay. And would you be staying at like a hotel or what, what was the deal? How was um, Sometimes we stayed at hotels or like we would have like apartment hotels. Okay. Um, and then one year we stayed at the America's Next Top Model Mansion. Wait, wait, wait like literally? like literally the mansion that they used in America's Next Top Model. Bougie. Was, Look at you go, Canadian athlete. It was so bougie. But there was like, <laughs> like, there was so many of us who stayed there. That was a bit of a rough, like we were all up in each other's business for like three weeks. And <laughs> it was right. a little much. Like I mean, one the, kitchen. Are you all using the same kitchen? And yeah. I mean, our, our dietitian came with us and she cooked. Okay like our dinners, but it was, yeah, like one kitchen, like elbows out. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was also like a really, for me, it was right after, um, like it was the, I guess, February of 2011. So like after having dengue and I was a disaster and I remember being there, my hair was falling out in clumps. Pardon me? Yeah. I lost a lot of hair after getting sick. <laughs> It's oh brutal. Is that from like the stress? It's just a symptom of dengue. Oh my gosh. Good times. Good times. So I was like, oh gosh. And I was a disaster and I like couldn't train very well. Yeah. And yeah. And then Hawaii. living. Like, three of us. There was three of us living in like one room. Yeah. Was, I don't was... I don't miss that really. Like, I don't that. yeah, <laughs> that's like just for the listeners. Like, sometimes they like people think, Oh, it's so glamorous, you get to travel everywhere, but like, you sometimes are literally like on top of each other. And yeah. just did you guys ever have like, okay, so you had a chef or uh, with you cooking, but did you ever um, like group together to make meals together if you didn't have oh, that? Always, you All would, yeah. And what yeah. was like your go to meal that you would cook? Pasta. <laughs> my teammate Brad Martin would always make this like salmon. I think it's the only thing he knows how to make. <laughs> yeah, like you you would do whatever you could do fast. And then yeah. probably kind of on the weekends when you had more time, you would make something nicer. We would do like burgers. I remember Scott Dickens used to make these insanely good burgers. Oh my gosh. Ooh. So even barbecue burgers. Um but yeah, we would like cook together or cook with our rooms, but it was never really that glamorous. No. You were on top of each other. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome when you're 
yeah, like in your 20s and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then um, if you were in hotel rooms, was it like, were you going out to eat? I just find this fascinating as to like what you guys would do for food because fueling an athlete does is a lot. And sometimes you're in a hotel room and there's not much to go with. Yeah. There would usually like, if you were in a hotel room because you were there for a competition, yeah, you were usually staying at like the ho one of the host hotels. With the so they would have a section like in one of the conference rooms, conference rooms or whatever, where there was like a buffet. Yeah. That like all the athletes who were staying there would mm -hmm. eat from. Right, right, right. You kind of had funny. a little bit of choice and, and it was okay. Yeah. Um, but and then it's also like, okay, I'm done with this. Like it's always good for the first moment. And then you're like, I can't do yeah, this. Yeah. I, I totally hear you. Um, Anna May. Thank you so much for dropping in. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on, I'm on Twitter. I think it's Anna's Pierce. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram. And I think it's Anime Pierce. I never Perfect. remember. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to share? Uh, just uh, dream big. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Well, thank you so much for dropping in. It's always great to see you, my twin. Oh, it's great to see you, Twinny. <laughs> so much for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.